This week's podcast brought to you in Fetoscope. I picked up our daughter the other night from a, uh, a socially distanced safe birthday party outdoors where there was a band that happened to be playing hits of the 70s, the Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, James Taylor, and one of our daughter's friends said after our daughter sang along to every song, how do you know the words to all these 70s songs? To which our daughter replied, how do you not? Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, we have a very special day today. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. It is my birthday. Does it uh, feel any different? Does 54 feel different from 53? Yeah. So far, no. But I like to think of myself as kind of a perpetual 52. Did I hear one of the kids, <laughs> last? was it last night or this morning, asking you, like, if you were excited about your birthday? Was and that then, a real conversation, or did yeah, I no, imagine Yeah, and before that? I could answer, she said, I guess it's not that exciting when you're 54. Who's, which, which kid said that? Our second oldest. Uh, I think it's exciting. Of it's, course it's exciting. It's, it, it's, you know, a cliche, but of course you'd rather be celebrating another birthday than not. Right. Well, for the time being, anyway. Right. Well, anyway, happy. Thank you. I got a text from my uh, one of my brothers this morning that said, family, I don't know if this is true, but he said, Family Ties premiered on my 16th birthday, so 38 years ago today. Family Ties premiered on your 16th birthday? That's explaining explaining my uh, 80s long crush on Mallory Keaton. <laughs> to which he Not repli- Alex P. To which he replied, you and every other teenager on the planet at the time. If I, I wish I... I had been aware of this sooner, I could have gotten you a Mallory Keaton poster to hang in the basement. <laughs> well, I'm sure you got. I'm sure you got something special. I did. Well, you ha- we you. We will give you your presents this evening. I'm actually excited. I think you're going to like the presents that the, this year we did something a little different. Well, at least with our younger two, I said, you know, can you? I want you guys to really think, and if there's something that you want to get, to give that. And our youngest had a really good idea, and that's one of your gifts. And our son had a really good idea, but I haven't yet gotten to the store for his gift. So his is going to be coming soon. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about your gifts tonight. This ratchets up the pressure because, of course, two weeks from today is your birthday. And I'll, oh, I, and I'll, I, and I'll see, uh, I'll see what, where the bar is set. As I was walking through the house today, because um, what I normally do before Christmas, you know, as Christmas is approaching, as my birthday is approaching, I'll tell usually our second oldest, I'll say, say to dad this is a good idea don't tell him it's coming from me but just say to dad this is a good idea for mom's birthday so as i was walking through the house today i was like oh that and that would be i'll I'll plant those seeds with our 14 year old do you want me to just tell you what they are now 
So one of and, them, and perhaps one of our viewers will will send it to you before I, I have a chance to do it. <laughs> so one of them is the picture that used to be hanging in our foyer um, of the kids, and uh, that twice now you and our son playing hallway hoops have shattered the glass on it. So the first time the glass was shattered, um, our former babysitter actually got the glass replaced in the frame for that picture, and the second time it was well, shattered, which is months ago. Um, it still has not been it replaced. It was a year so, ago. A year ago. So I was thinking, I'll ask for that. I'll, I'll ask for that um, picture to be, for the glass to be replaced in the frame. And then the other thing I'm going to, I was going to ask, tell our 14-year-old to tell you to get me for my birthday is in our kitchen, the, you know, we have one of those trash cans that's like, that pulls out and then you push it back in and it's got a cabinet door and the cabinet door has been broken for Maybe a month and a half now, maybe two. A few months, yeah. And, um, I was well, it's say, been broken and, for a long time. It's been broken off. It's been broken off. It's just so you just see this tra- plastic trash bin and the dogs without like a cabinet door. Yeah, the dogs go over there and lick it and stuff. Anyway, that was going to be the other thing I asked well, for. I mean, this is probably of no interest to anybody, including ourselves, but I said to replace that door, we have to go on a custom cabinet website and you have to go over the specific, you have to go over exactly what you want on that door, so. Right, and that's just something I don't want to do, so that's what I want for my birthday. Okay, I'll do it then. I just don't want any complaints when it's. I don't care what color it is at this point. I don't care if it matches. I don't care. I just want the, the trash barrel concealed. So anyway, that that's what it, that's when you get to be our age. Those are the kind of things you ask for for your birthday. It's you no your, longer. You want the, my trash barrel concealed. I want, I want my trash barrel concealer. Um, well, so, you know, uh, you said uh, Christmas, the birthday's coming up. What it truly is, is um, fall and beyond that, I guess, Halloween. Because when I pulled up the other day with the kids in the car, our house in a matter of a few hours had been transformed from its usual boring, undecorated facade. self to a cornucopia, literally a cornucopia of, of fall uh, gourds, pumpkins, uh, straw. What else? Hay. Hay. Doesn't it look baskets. great? Baskets and and, uh, and one of the mums, kids said, "Lots of mums." Who did that? And another of the kids said, "Well, not mom." And then they all they all decided that uh, one of mom's friends must have done it, and they were right. And it's true. I have a friend who has a real a great decorating flair for her her house, interior and exterior, and and and. We don't do a, we. I don't do a lot to decorate ours. I just don't have that flair. And anyway, she um, she asked me if I wanted her to. Uh, is it flair or Rebecca, or is it interest? Huh? Is it flair or interest that you don't have? No. Even if I had the interest, I wouldn't have any idea what to do. So um, I think it's more the flair. I just I'm not good at it. And uh, and it started the other day when um, I came in the house and, you know, we've talked about how we have a puppy now. And I was like, ooh, it kind of smells like dog in here. So I pulled out one of the scented candles we have and lit it. It was a cinnamon scented candle. And our oldest daughter said, as, and I said to her, I was like, oh, I said, it even it reflects the season. And our, our oldest daughter pointed out to me, she's like, mom, there's only four seasons. Would it be that hard to get three other candles? You, you also light that cinnamon candle in the spring and in the winter like would it be that hard to get three other candles i'm like yeah fair point and um but that just extends i'm not a seasonal decorator 
Um, again, I don't have the flair for it. You and, don't have uh, this flair for seasonal decoration? No. I do okay at Christmas, I think, but really that's the only time I decorate um, for a holiday or whatever. So, um, when, so a, anyways, when, a, when a Christmas tree shops throws up in our family room. <laughs> and so I... Um, that's not true. And so I was telling this to my friend who has the flair for decorating. And uh, and it looks great. Our house, the exterior of our house looks great. It looks seasonal, but not over the top. And um, I'm very, very pleased with that. I feel like every time I, I drive up to it, it just makes me a little happier. Right. As she, as she was uh, taking our youngest daughter and her youngest daughter to their soccer game and then to get ice cream and then to play at their house and then back to our house having decorated our house I, I, I said to her what do you need us for? <laughs> what do these kids need us for? Nothing really um, an occasional heated uh, frozen pizza but, but, um, but you buried the lead a long time ago in this conversation you said it, it had just occurred to you that this house smelled like dog it, well, that day when I came in, because usually when I come, you know, everybody, everybody's house has a smell. And usually when I come into our house, it has a smell. But I've never thought like, oh, our house smells like dog. Because that's, that's not a good thing. It and, does. And it, and it was the other day I came in. I was like, oh, it, it smells like dog. And, and when I say it smells like dog, it smells like dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> well, our poor little puppy last night in the middle of the night for the second night in a row has woken us up at like two in the morning, three in the morning, something like that, as she's vomiting. And the reason she's vomiting <laughs> is because she's eating her crate. like From the inside out. From the inside out. So she's got, it's not one of the metal crates. It's a plastic crate. And I, and by the way, I'm still a little bit confused as to w- where she's pulling these pieces off of, but she's been eating, like, you know, crunching up these plastic bits and then, both nights swallowed some to the point where it caused her to vomit. I have to wake up or wakes me up. I go, I take the bedding out. I bring her outside to see if she has any, any anything else she needs to do before I putting her, putting her back to bed and washing her bedding and getting it ready to be washed in the morning. It's just been not exactly ideal for her or us at well, think about in the it. morning. It's every night is an Edgar Allan Poe horror story of a creature in the night, eating its way out of its own cage. Right. In the cage that's in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's um. I it's mean, imagine, it's a nightmare ideal. for us. Imagine the nightmare it is for, for the dog. For the dog, true. By the way, um, I, 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 far be it for me to give Denny any advice, but um, the title of this podcast so far, given you've already the previously mentioned Trash Barrel, would be Crate and Barrel. <laughs> So um, it's fall here. It, all of a sudden, fall has as, arrived. As of today, it's um, but it but fall weather arrived uh, not quite a week ago, where all of a sudden it's forty something in the morning when we wake up, and um, and then you get these beautiful little crisp, pleasant afternoons. But um, it's cold in the morning. Um, it's cold, and it's the morning right now. It's cold down here, but uh. Yeah, fall is here, not only reflected by the decorations outside of our house, but today, September 22nd, is the first day of fall, right? It is. Yeah, so um, wherever other people are, I don't know if the fall weather has smacked them in the face in the morning like it has us, but um, but welcome, fall. I have my email 
open in front of me. And um, on Wednesday, I have absentee ballot training at our local town hall. I, we talked last week how our oldest daughter and I are going to volunteer on um, to help out with the election. And, and I think that's what we're, we're going to be doing is counting the absentee ballots so on Wednesday. She and I are going to go and have our training for that. What do you think the training, I mean, other than making sure you can count? I imagine it involves a bait pouch. <laughs> Maybe. Um, is it also in the back of the uh, the pet store? No, I don't think it is. But uh, Next yeah, to we're going to go from puppy training primate to ab- absentee ballot training. Um, so anyway, let, next week I'm sure that'll be exciting and uh, we can let people know how can't that Can't wait goes. to hear how you've trained your ballot. Yeah. What you've trained it to do. I know. I wonder, like, because we're in a relatively small town, I wonder how many um, absentee ballots are actually, I guess this year more than ever, but... uh, Do you think there will be an hour devoted to hanging chads? (laughs) I certainly hope so. This past weekend, um, a a friend of mine, the same one who decorated the front of our house, Maybe a week or two ago, she had said, uh, let's run the road race in town this, uh, you know, in a couple weeks. I said, oh, okay, sure. Um, and it's a, there's a 5K and a 10K. And so she signs up and then tells me she signed up for the 10K. So I have to, I feel obligated now. All right, she signed up for the 10K. I've said we would do this together. So I guess I'll sign up for the 10K, even though I haven't been running a whole lot, meaning virtually not at all. And uh, so... She picks me up early Saturday morning to drive down to uh, to to run. Um, but right before she she came to get me, she texted and said, um, "I'm gonna bring my earbuds. You might want to bring your earbuds." And I'm thinking, "Hold on a second. Only reason I'm running this thing is because you roped me into running this thing. We're gonna go six miles, and you're not even gonna listen or talk to me. I'm supposed to bring my earbuds." <laughs> Anyway, I brought them. She only she put hers in at one point, but for not for very long. But um, as you know, because you run like this was through kind of the center of our town. I've never noticed the inclines, the steady inclines and declines in our town quite like I did when I was in the sixth mile of this, whatever a 10K is, 6.2 miles. And the last mile is almost the whole thing is an incline. Never noticed that before in my car. It's interesting how that works, but when you're out there and your legs are hurting. <laughs> Were angry motorists shaking their fists at you out the window because some traffic was held up? No, but it's funny because at the beginning of the race, the race every year is in May, but this year because of COVID-19, the pandemic, it was pushed off to the fall. And every year when they have this race, it's the same day as like Little League opening day. So as I was passing through the center of town where the police had like all of the traffic stopped, I was thinking every other year I'm in one of those cars stopped and late to get the kids to the Little League parade. And they're mad and worried that they're going to miss the parade. Um, And then this year... I instead am one of the people making everybody else mad by jogging slowly through the intersection. Yesterday, our, our, our oldest daughter, who's a junior in high school, um, because of everything that's going on with COVID, the juniors have been extended senior privileges, which means if the kids have a free period at the end of the day or a free period at the beginning of the day, they can come home early or go in late. They don't have to be in school for their study hall or their free period. And um, and that's great for her. 
But like yesterday, it meant she was home around noon. So I was in in the kitchen doing work and she came and sat down and was chatting with me and I was chatting with her a little bit and then she kept chatting <laughs> and I'm trying to do my work. And uh, I just said to her, I said, you know, don't you have any homework to do? And um, she's like, yeah, I've got a little, I'll do it a little later. And um, I said, because I'm kind of doing work here. And she looked at me, she said, do you want me to leave the kitchen? And I said, well, yeah. She's like, well, just say that next time. I said, well, I feel bad. I'm, I am enjoying your company, but I'm also doing work. And my work day doesn't end at noon because you have senior privileges and are now home. Like it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic when all of a sudden you have a, kid in the house who's like so, so you kicked her out of your kitchen and she came into my office and did the same thing to me just but i of course indulged it because i'm happy to progress in it right well and and, and i'm happy to chat with our daughter don't and, get me wrong because, but i wasn't and in the because middle of she's my daughter yeah <laughs> but it's just like this you know we're fortunate that the kids are in schools right now where they can um, attend class um and it's safe to do so for the moment anyway. But um, it's so weird now. Like, oh, you're at school, but your school day is three hours. Like, this is weird. <laughs> but uh, but I guess it's all the new world we're getting accustomed to. Are you guys serious about this stuff? As a Rebecca Lobo set shot. Class. Time for a WNBA update. We're in the, uh, the middle of playoffs. We're in the semifinals now. I was in... Um, studio on Sunday expecting to do a double header the first game Connecticut Vegas on ESPN and then the second game um, on ABC Seattle and Minnesota and um, the first game uh, Connecticut just really took it to Las Vegas a little bit of a surprise um, that they were able to just completely disrupt Vegas's rhythm never let them get in one they were just tough and physical and um, Connecticut's the seventh seed. Vegas is the one seed, and Connecticut was able to get that win. But in the second half, um, we start uh, hearing rumblings that the three o'clock game on ABC was going to be postponed because of some COVID tests that had come back inconclusive for multiple players. Throughout the course of the season, there's been a, three instances I can think of where players missed a game because their COVID test was inconclusive. It ended up the following tests were negative. But for this one, it was multiple players, so um, they did not play game one um, of that series. So tonight, as we record this on Tuesday, I'm not calling the games tonight. That's Pam and LaChina. But um, it'll be game two of the Vegas-Connecticut series and game one of the Minnesota-Seattle series. But my heart kind of sank when I was in studio and we're getting this news, and I was just thinking, gosh, I hope these are... um, you know, inconclusives or and not positives because it would be a real shame for the league to have been so successful and to get to this point where they have only four teams left and to have anything go wrong. But it seems like um, everything is going to be fine. Everybody will be able to play. And by the time people are listening to this on Wednesday or later, they will know who won game one of that series. But um, right now, you and I do not. But uh, WNBA semifinals are in full swing right now a blast they're going to be really fun to watch the next games that i'm working are on thursday night and then the games after that will be on sunday so um and of course when the games were when the game was postponed on sunday i immediately thought a when will you be getting home and b what will be on abc in its place so i quickly turned over to abc and in the final minutes of the previous time slot was dog surfing 
dog surfing. It was pretty awesome, I have to say. I bet it was. And um, were they eat? Were they in crates, eating their way out of the crates while surfing, or just just surfing? Well, it was the end of a, a dog competition show, and I think the dogs were in all kinds of competitions. I don't know if the same dogs were in, in all of the competitions, or you had dogs specializing in surfing and and uh, jet skiing or whatever else they did. It wasn't all aquatic canine sports either, I don't think. But um, I, I would have been happy with, with two more hours of that. Yeah, and so you said, you know, I wonder what's going to come on after dog surfing. I said, well, we are for a half hour. We're going to come on and at least explain to people who are t- tuning into this game um, why they're not going to see the game. And uh, But what the, the bigger thing is, we have to take it to 3.30. Like, ABC did not have any program they could put in its place. So as, as we're... Unlike, it, you know, TBS showing baseball, they can't cut to a rerun of Sanford and Son or right. the Andy Griffith show. Well, it's really funny, like the inside TV part of it all, because as Ryan and I are trying to call the second half of this Connecticut-Vegas uh, game, which at the time in some ways, fortunately for us, was out of hand so we could focus a little bit more attention on, on how we were going to handle um, this other thing. You know, it, it that game, you know, they're like, you know, this, this Connecticut game may end at um, 2.45, but we're on ESPN, so we still have to bring ESPN to 3 o'clock for whatever they were going to show. But then we not only... We're going to come on ABC. We couldn't just tell them what was going on. We had to bring it to the bottom of the hour. So, you know, fortunately, we had really good and experienced people, you know, producing the game and doing that so they could deal with all of the stuff behind the scenes that um, is a result of being on two networks. But it's funny now that the NFL has started again, like I feel like I personally in a lot of ways and and like NFL counter programming because in like January and February, um, especially the end of the NFL season leading into NF, the NFL, uh, leading into the Super Bowl, the playoffs in the Super Bowl, I am in studio every Sunday. And that time of year generally, especially as February gets closer, we have like a triple header on Sundays. And of course I realize it's just like counter program to the NFL. Everybody's watching the NFL, so let's put women's college basketball on ESPN. And now that, uh, you know, earlier in the summer, we had a lot of ABC games on Saturdays. Well, now it's, all right, let's put women's basketball on Sundays because everybody's watching the NFL. But um, but hopefully some people are still watching the uh, WNBA even on Sundays. Shall we get to viewer mail? Let's get to viewer mail. Big bad book, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. All right, our uh, faithful correspondent, Chris, in Connecticut, um, is back to teaching. His alarm goes off shortly after 5, and um, and you both made me laugh because the most shocking reality of going back to school, even in the hybrid model, is the sleep. For the past six months, I didn't even realize. I didn't have mornings where I woke up thinking about when I would go back to sl- when I could go back to sleep or days spent counting the minutes until I could get back in bed. Um, the biggest difference for me is the driving. I'm back to three, four, five, and the other day, seven hours in the car. Some of that is, most of that is driving, but some of it is sitting for an hour in the car during volleyball practice or whatever, and, uh, or, or waiting, you know, for an event at the high school to begin or to end, as happened. They had an open-air drive-in movie the other night, and, um, and on my way there, I forgot about this, I was, uh, I was rear-ended. Oh, right. On... 
a busy street. This is like a couple days in heavy after traffic you at rush hour. Yeah, your car back. Rush hour traffic. It was it was not high speed impact because it was in stop and go traffic, but it was still we, impact. When we went got going again, the nearest place that I could safely pull over onto a side street, I did that, and the the car that uh, the, the the BMW that that rear-ended me, he kept going, didn't pull over. So you pulled over for the sole purpose of, you know, what you do after somebody's rear-ended you, getting out of the car, yeah. looking at it, exchanging insurance information if you need to. Yeah, and I had he his, his finger up his going. nose to like the second knuckle and just kept driving. Anyhow, that's neither here nor there, I guess. Um, uh, Chris asks... Uh, Wondering what is the, what is our daughter's perception of a slightly different practice environment and game schedule this season in volleyball? Uh, volleyball and football were kind of in jeopardy, and then both allowed to practice. Volleyball allowed to play football, not playing, but practicing, and um, they've been practicing outside, which has been different. And it's now getting cold. I think they're moving back indoors now. I think, yeah, I think this, the schools got together and um, voted or whatever, and so volleyball as of this week is finally going to be able to have some practices inside. And uh, our youngest, who's on the you know the developmental team or whatever, they won't be able to have any games. They'll be able to have, I think, a scrimmage with the JV team or something like that. And uh, there will not be spectators for the varsity games, but they will be streamed. So... Um, I don't know exactly how that's worked. <laughs> going to work too. Like, do you watch them from the parking lot so then you're not late to pick up your kid from the gym? So we both might be in for some more sitting in the car uh, at the high school. In, in Minnesota, where volleyball and football had been canceled or postponed at the spring, I can't remember, they were reinstated as of, I think, yesterday. And our niece, who plays volleyball in Minnesota, had switched to cross country because there was going to be no volleyball. So I don't know what happens to kids like that now, but... Anyway, Roger, who I think gave us a lot of uh, uh, beer trivia last week from Connecticut, including yes. the waters of the Quinnipiac River. That's right. Uh, LOL, he writes, free pictures at Ted's brought back memories. Ted's was your Yukon. It's still there, hall. Ted's Bar. It's, it's but, had but quite a... Um, Illustrious know, history? A new, no, it, they've, they've made it look much nicer. It's had quite a facelift. What did it look like there. before? What's that? What did it look like before? Oh, it was like this dump. It was you just walked in... This building, there's like a front bar and a back bar. Now it's actually nice. I don't think when I when I was in school, I don't think they served food. I certainly never had any there. But yeah, I think it's um I think it's a nice spot now. Well, uh, Roger writes Ted's at UConn, which was founded in 1977. If you look at the restaurant's website, they actually have the date founded wrong, but it has changed ownership and was sold by the original founder. So I guess that can be forgiven. And much was different back then. He confirms it was primarily a breakfast and lunch place, and yes, did serve beer, especially at breakfast. Huh occupied a much smaller footprint in the building it has now taken over. So now, writes Roger, it is quiz time. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. Trivia questions. How was Ted's originally spelled and why was it named Ted's? Um, is this just a question about where the apostrophe went? Because it would have been had to have been T-E-D-S. Well, here's, here's the thing. I don't know and I can't say because Roger didn't include the answers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he sent the questions, but he did not include the answers. Okay. He didn't include the answers, uh, but he sent a list of questions. The family that owned what is now called Ted's used to own another restaurant, as well as several other businesses just off the Yukon campus that also had a storied history with Yukon, even having counted Harry Hartley as a frequent customer. What was the restaurant called? 
I'm guessing that was the Bidwell Tavern. There was another famous Ted's restaurant in Connecticut. Where is it and what is it famous for? Oh, and the two restaurants have no connection whatsoever, except both are often frequented late into the evening by young people looking for food. It's not Ted's Montana Grill. I have no idea. Ted's Montana Grill, by the way, on Front Street in Hartford, shut down for good, permanently. Um, That that would have been my guess, but uh, I don't think... uh, It doesn't have a storied history. No, it doesn't have a storied history, nor does it have a, a place where young people hang out late looking for bison. Well, we'll never know the answer because he doesn't include it. He hasn't it. sent them yet. I debated sending the answers along in this email, but thought it would be more fun to challenge Rebecca and your other listeners and see if they could find the answers. Oh, and the extra credit question, because after all, didn't we all love extra credit questions while we were in stores? Who was Butch and what was his relationship with Ted's? Who was Butch and what was his relationship <laughs> with Ted's? Was he part Is of Butch real? and Ted's Excellent Adventure? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> was Ted Butch? I don't know. Was that Butch either. Ted? Oh, and I don't work in the beer industry, but you could say I did minor in it after three years in the jungle and one in McMahon. Oh, I used to eat all of my meals in McMahon. Roger, the waving Colorado cyclist. Oh, and the headphones, check them out. Aftershocks. Capital A, capital S, S H O K Z. They're great for doing things where you want to listen to something like podcasts, sports music, but still want to be able to hear the world around you for whatever reason. In my case, safety while riding. Perhaps Roger is listening to this as we speak on his aftershocks. We'll still consider them bone phones. Maybe uh, he uh, invited somebody to go on a run with him and ma- said to them, make sure you bring your aftershocks. This is all getting very uh, confusing, the, the family tree here on uh, of our, of our uh, viewer mails, but... If you can follow me here. Hi, Rebecca and Steve. Just finished listening to your podcast and had to laugh when my son-in-law, Chris, your resident something or other, who we just, whose email we just read right. moments ago, commented that New Year's Day is always the signal to the start of a school year. And you, Steve, and me as a listener brought it into it without much, bought into it without much thought. Chris is very good at being convincing and I'm glad Rebecca didn't fall for it. I haven't talked to him yet, but I'm assuming he meant Labor Day and was caught up in the first weeks of school brain muddle that all teachers have. I'm a retired teacher, so I'm not insulting any teachers out there. Just being honest, Rebecca writes Barb, I too have Morton's toe, S, plural. You have Morton's toe? She has Morton's toes. Oh, so do I. Oh, you have, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, most, most people's feet, I would imagine, if your big toe is smaller than your second toe on like the left side, for example, it'll be that way on the right side, right? Presumably. And I had to laugh at your memory of Boone's Farm wine. When I was in college many, many, many years ago, our go-to was either Strawberry Hill or Boone's Farm apple wine. I was surprised to hear they're still in business because I have a hangover just typing about them. We drank it out of Dixie cups. I drank it straight out of the bottle. (laughs) Oh, you drank it out of Dixie cups, Queen Elizabeth II. Ooh, fancy. (laughs) Mary... Uh, encloses FYI 2021 WRWC and encloses a link uh, updating uh, the 2021 Women's Rugby World Cup, which is scheduled for the fall of 2021 in New Zealand, who I think are the two or three-time defending Rugby World Cup champions. Um, Rebecca? Yes. COVID-19, the pandemic. Will there be sports next year? What What are we thinking? Sports meaning or um, oh next people year people what? in people in stadium uh, there will be sports there's sports right now I mean people attending events uh, in not in bubbles etc. I think if they can mass produce rapid rapid meaning five minute result tests then yes there will be sports because there's a lot of money involved uh, 
with some of these sports in terms of people attending games when there's a lot of money involved, there's a lot of motivation involved. So I think if, uh, and it looks like they're on their way to some of these really rapid tests, that um, that it's possible. What do you think? Does it really matter what we think? It doesn't matter. Okay. But I'm sorry I brought it up. So am I sort of. Well. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Steve and Rebecca, thanks for another entertaining and informative podcast, writes George in Columbus. Last week, we learned that Steve had difficulty test driving a Mini Cooper in a vacant parking lot and that Rebecca had to teach him how to drive a car that has manual transmission. Steve, it occurred to me that in 2001, when you were still single, SI published your article, Ring Tossed, which chronicled your quest to do some hot laps around the Nürburgring racetrack in a BMW Z8. I enjoyed the article and is still one of my favorites, but I understand that the Z8 was only available with a manual transmission. That raises some questions. One, Steve, when you and your boss at SI were discussing your plan to fly to Germany and borrow a six-figure sports car to drive on the most difficult and dangerous racetrack in the world, did you mention you didn't know how to drive a stick? Uh, I did, and fortunately our photographer, Bob Martin, uh, loved driving that puppy around Germany on the Autobahn and then again on the Nürburgring. What we didn't tell, of course, was BMW. We didn't pick up this this uh, James Bond's latest sports car at the time at the Enterprise rental car counter in Munich. We picked it up at BMW headquarters in, in Munich, signed a, a dozen pages uh, in German that we would return it and or $250,000. And we certainly didn't let them know we were going taking it on the Nürburgring. That was a surprise to them when the story came out. Um, they never would have let us take it. Did you it drive too. it or did Bob drive well, it? Well, I, I, I drove it in the way that you saw me drive. I drove it in the way that I drove it in the mini parking lot. But uh, but Bob drove it on the on the uh, well. Bob was photographing it on on the Nurburgring. I had we had a uh, uh, you know I can't remember right now exactly how how the logistics of that. But I never I never drove it uh, on a hot lap around the Nurburgring. It was this was a place where you could drive as fast as you want and whatever you wanted uh, on a former. Formula One racetrack that became too dangerous for Formula One after a fiery Nicky Lauda crash in the 1970s. So they built a new F1 track next to it and opened this to the general public to drive on in minivans with dry cleaning swinging in the back window, but also race cars, Ferraris, and There wasn't an accident on it while you were There was it, an was accident. There? Yes, there absolutely was. And the ambulance came out. They shut down the track. You hear the sirens go, and they cart people off. Uh, two, but this is a two-part question from George. Two, Rebecca, if you have been newly married, if you had been newly married to Steve at the time, no kids, would you have been willing to teach him to drive a stick so he could have taken on the Nurburgring in that Z8? Thanks for your insight. Um, Two thousand one, if that's when that story appeared, we would have known each other, right? Yeah, but I don't have any memory of you going to. So Germany. that must have been before. Um, so it must have been, been right before. Um, but yes, you would have happily sent me off to my possible dem- demise, especially at that time. Then what I would have thought, do I really want to be dating a guy who doesn't know how to drive a stick shift? Hmm. Rachel, by the way, would like a signed copy of the of your book that you and your mother wrote. Awesome. And That's uh, actually inscribed to her instead of to Sarah or Don. Jen, I think. Jan. She, why don't you inscribe it to Jan anyway? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Uh, Tanya writes, Restiva, I hope all is well as school picks up. It's been a while since I wrote, but I have continued to enjoy the Puppy Chronicles in the last few weeks. I was driving through a nearby town and saw this cafe and thought of the show. It's in Cohoes, C-O-H-O-E-S. I hope I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Cohoes. 
co-host. Near Albany. And for Rebecca, should she return to the Times Union about 10 to 15 minutes from there, just off 787? It was not open as I was passing, but I will be checking it out soon. And here is a picture and a lovely uh, downtown co-host, Cafe Monocle. Cafe Monocle. With a super cool logo of a top hat, a monocle, and a, and a twirly mustache. And that's that's all. I'll have to top check because... Top hat, monocle, curly mustache, and and... You know what? I would like that signage as much as I would like the Lobo signage from last week's. Uh, a couple of years in a row, Albany was one of the regional sites for women's college basketball. And um, and I was there for both of those. So uh, 15 minutes away. If I'm, I'm back in Albany, I will have to check out Cafe Monocle. And finally, uh, Dr. Gary Siegel writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, I'm glad to hear that you're all recovering from exposure to the germ factories that are our children and that life is going back to normal. I'm sad, but perhaps not surprised that Steve, not having demonstrated mechanical prowess as told via his novels and these podcasts, never learned to downshift. Oh, well. Clearly a, uh, a major markdown in Dr. Siegel's book. You've uh, downshifted from downshifted, fifth yes, to fourth exactly. in his eyes. I do feel compelled to say that I've listened to every podcast and enjoyed every one. Furthermore, Steve, you're batting a thousand with books. I've enjoyed three of three and just haven't gotten to the other ones. Before that, I can't recall an article in Sports Illustrated of yours that I didn't enjoy, and I even sent money for malaria nuts in Africa at your behest many years ago. That was actually Rick Riley's column, and perhaps Dr. Siegel has been enjoying Rick Riley's columns all these years. And his books. And his, and books. his podcast. And his books. <laughs> you know, uh, when when Riley and I had columns in the magazine at the same time, he was doing a book signing in uh, somewhere out west. And forgive me if I've already told this. And he gave his half-hour spiel and reading and then opened it up to questions. And the first question from uh, a guy was, what's it like being married to Rebecca Lobo? <laughs> and he said it helps when you need to get something off the top shelf. So uh, I'm not the only one who, it has worked both ways over the years. Steve, my father of blessed memory, enjoyed immensely one 1978 Miller Lite beer commercial. It featured a major league umpire, Jim Honacek, getting a drink with Boog Powell. I, re I remember it well. He's enclosed it here on YouTube. The punchline was that Jim Honacek, in raving about the light aspect of the beer, borrowed Boog's reading glasses to see the label. He then turned to Boog and surprisingly exclaimed, hey, you're Boog Powell. I've attached the link for your enjoyment, although I suspect you know the ad. I do, and not only that, I have on the bookshelf, not 12 feet from me, a book of Boog Powell's barbecue recipes signed to me by the Boogster himself. It says something like, hey, Steve, keep cooking. D Boog does Powell. he sign it, the Boogster? Well, I, you know, I have many signed books by some uh, literary lions and uh, none, none that I, Philip Roth, we have uh, some signed Philip Roth, none that I uh, hold in, in as high esteem as my Boog Powell cookbook signed for me by Boog Powell at Camden Yards uh, many years ago now. Those signed Philip Roths. When I was Roths, writing a story about uh, uh, ballpark food. The signed Philip Roths were um, gifts you had gotten for me because I, I'm a big fan of Philip Roth, and I, I think that was birthday presents yeah, a couple I, I, years. Yeah, so I, I phoned up me. Phil and said, hey, I yeah. was signing a few books. And uh, how many signed Philip Roths do we have? Maybe two. But those are, those I, I, are I don't like to, th I don't really like to think of the signed Philip Roths. I like to think of the signed Philip Roths. <laughs> those are two very thoughtful gifts for me. So. Thank you. Uh, I would be remiss, writes Dr. Siegel, if I didn't take a moment to use a bit of my professional skill. I always love the, uh, the science portion of uh, So do I. Yeah. To explain bone conduction, which actually applies to obstetrics, headphones, and cycling, all of which are within my wheelhouse. Simply put, you hear most sounds via sound waves through the air, which travel into the ear canal. 
However, you also can hear via bone conduction. Hence, a viewer's wife got him bone conduction headphones for cycling. Years ago, before Doppler devices were ubiquitous to hear the fetal heartbeat of at obstetric checkups, obstetricians used the fetoscope, picture attached, to hear the fetal heartbeat via bone conduction. I actually own a fetoscope, although I, I use it rarely. Do you own a fetoscope, Rebecca? I, I've seen, I remember, I remember seeing uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia in fetoscope. <laughs> I was thinking if I had a fetoscope, it would be when my back is sore, but I still need to scratch my toes. I use my fetoscope. <laughs> When you when you need to scope your feet, it's it's like it's like a uh, what what are those things called that uh, go up and then down? Periscope. Periscope. It's like a periscope for your feet for somebody whose whose two uh, whose stomach has grown too large for them to see their feet anymore. Right. Perhaps. A fetoscope. Uh, although I used it rarely, however, there are some women who do not wish to have Doppler waves used, so it still has a limited place in practice. A picture from the internet is attached, as you can't get a picture from the library line, and I don't have our old encyclopedias anymore. All the best, Gary. That reminds me, I need to address, finally, uh, our 1975 uh, encyclopedia offer that yes, still stands. Yeah. I hope, and uh, I will. I will get on that before before you before this podcast is even posted. I will. I will get back to our encyclopedia dealer. Okay. I can't believe we have an encyclopedia dealer now. I like it. It's even better, a secondhand encyclopedia. Oh well, dealer. of course. Well, are there firsthand encyclopedia anymore? I don't I think don't so. Know. Anywho. Anywho. On that note? I think I think that not only covers everything, we've we've covered covers nothing. Nothing. On that note. On that note. Thank you on behalf of Denny Gallagher, our crack producer. Tom Dick. Ari. Everybody. Play us out. <laughs> Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts your sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.